and welcome to the West Virginia Chawton podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Durant. I'm here this evening with uh, a fairly regular guest now. Um, it's my <laughs> wife, it's Amy Durant. Shall I introduce yourself, Amy? Good evening. Hello. Uh, yep, yeah, as Matt said, I'm Amy Durant and I'm Matt's wife. <laughs> well, you're also a West fan, you're not just here, is it? <laughs> I've, I'm also a West fan. Um, I've been coming down. Oh, yeah, we, 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 people, people, people who've listened to uh, We've had this before, Um, and we've also got a a first-time guest. It's uh, Michael Coates, who um, I said on the on the Twitter. He's he's a Cronbacker Ultra. Mm -hmm. He's a record label owner. He's an all-round good egg. Is there anything you'd like to (laughs) anything you'd like to add to that, Michael? Uh, Back to the future enthusiast. Back to the back to the future enthusiast, and just to set the stall up now, you're. um, you're also a Rotherham season ticket holder. That's right, yep. Rotherham United season ticket holder and a West Ditchman Chilton season ticket holder. So. And for Corsi as well, you're also a member at Manchester United <laughs> this season, aren't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just, just, to, uh, just, to justify, just to justify that a little bit, is uh, we've got a lot of... Uh, a, a, lot, a, a lot of mutual friends of Manchester United supporters and it's uh, Coatsy is a very uh, a very sociable man who likes <laughs> who likes spending spending time with his friends watching football that's right and you know they all want to go down and watch a game at Old Trafford and I think the best way to do that is to be a member and it's like 30 quid so I said yeah yeah I, and I did that I, I'm a little, am I embarrassed <laughs> I don't know I'm, maybe I, I don't know I'm not too embarrassed it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> I've, I've been living in Manchester for 12, 13 years. Yeah. And I think when all your friends are United fans, I guess you kind of develop a bit of a soft spot at some point. For their sake. For their sake, especially over the last couple of years. Um, but just to uh, give, because we'll be discussing this a lot more in part two, because it's going to be a two-part episode this evening. We're, uh, we're going to start talk about, in part two, about your history of West, but mm-hmm. just to... Uh, go over that a little bit more now just give a little more context before i move on to my uh preview that's essentially a monologue it's just me re- reading out stuff so please don't skip forward so i've put in a fair amount of work for this <laughs> but uh so in the past you have like sponsored west games yes. uh you've brought a lot of people down yourself and sponsored yeah. players for the men's and the women's team tried to get involved as best i can and support the club buy the shirts buy the scarves i think everyone should it's pretty pretty affordable yeah. It helps in a big way, I think. Yeah, you've been um, you've been quite a, um, a I was going to say vocal, but quite a dedicated supporter even when you moved away. But again, we'll go on to that later. Amy, what are you going to say? And I was just going to say, from a fashion point of view, all the merchandise looks so hot and will really complete your autumn winter two thousand nineteen twenty look. I thought you were going to compliment uh, Coates' outfit this evening. He's wearing he's wearing an absolutely incredible uh, cheerleaders uh, long sleeve t shirt, which is beautiful. Thank you. But before we go any further into uh, being too self referential. Uh, the game we've got coming up this Saturday is a way at Camel Laird. Myself and Amy will be there. We are planning on taking the train over first thing on Saturday morning. We'll talk a little bit about uh, how you can get there. Because I, I ho- I'm hoping you've looked at the travel arrangements. Mm, nope, I thought you had. Well, I have a, I have a little bit, so I'll be able to. Uh, to bring, I'll be able That's to. That's a marriage. <laughs> I'll be able to go over that. But we're playing Camel Laird. They are currently sixth in the table, whereas West are fourth. Uh, Camel Laird have played ten games, won five, drawn two, lost three. They're sitting on seventeen points, which is three behind West. Uh, which means that on Saturday, if they are to beat us. Um, Save the beaters. I think there's a five, five, 
goal differential in our goal difference if there was to be it's 3-0 to go ahead of us um, but as we'll go on to um, results elsewhere might see us drop out regardless if we don't win um, Biesa on 17 points their biggest win of the season so far was 4-1 away at Main Road uh, in which Luke Blondell scored all four goals uh, he is currently the league's top scorer top scorer in the entirety Whoa. of the league wow. with 11 goals Sign uh, up. signing up signing <laughs> up uh, just to uh just to make clear, given this is an official podcast, we are not condoning. <laughs> no. We're not condoning tapping up in any way. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing Luke play, uh, and their second high scorer is Kyle Samba, who scored six goals, which is by far and away. Uh, well, I was going to say by far and away, but we've shared our goals around a, a lot more ourselves. Uh, it's going to be the first time we've uh, played Camel Laird since. Uh, September 2017 uh, it's a season where Camel Laird uh, got relegated and West that day uh, away at Camel Laird uh, we beat them 7-2 with scorers let's see how many of these you remember Michael Coates uh, Ben Woods he's in the squad this year yeah. so I'm hoping you remember him uh, he's one of my favourites he's one of your favourites yeah like he has been I mean obviously he's been back and forth a little bit with us right yeah. but uh, uh, but yeah Great player. He scored. Yeah. He scored a hat trick that day to Ben Woods. Um, Ash Woods scored that day as well. Uh, another one. Yeah, another. Uh, another Woods. <laughs> another Woods. Um, just one for Ash. Just, just one for Ash that day. Um, ben... has been amazing this year. Go on, sorry, mate. Go on. I was going to say, this year, Ash yeah. Woods yeah. has been my standout player. I don't know if everyone will necessarily agree with that. There's been loads of good yeah. performers, but the effort that I've seen from that lad this year, running around like yeah. his life depends on it, getting stuck in. And he's been brilliant. I've loved watching him. Yeah, I've always he's always been one of my favourite players. And uh, on an earlier podcast, I think I said that it, it, he'd gone a few games uh, starting without scoring. And when he scored his first one, I was really glad because he put in loads of effort, which he always does, yeah. and deserved more goals. Uh, other scorers on that day: Ben Steer, who's of course still with the club. Yeah. Um, Rick Gleave. Do you remember Rick Gleave? Do you remember Ricky Gleave? Ricky Gleave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is brilliant. Who, <laughs> uh, there's, there's, classic, classic, classic <laughs> great West players all, all chipping in. Seven goals, you said. Yeah, and there's one more. It's uh, Johnny Poyser who... Uh, Poyser, yeah, absolutely. I remember him as well. Very well. I mean, this, is, this sounds like a really great time. What year was this again? Sorry, this? 2017. So it was, um, it was like... Uh, It'll have been, it's the end of, uh, it's actually September 2017, so... This was our highest position that year that we finished, right? I think I think it was the season after that. So this will have been where well, we we started off very well and then dropped a fair amount of places because we had like a run of about fifteen games without a win. But then came back towards the end of the season, right, and finished well, strongly. Did we? Have yeah, games? I think that was the um, our mutual friend who's been referenced on here before. Uh, I think we went away to Bootle last game of the season, uh, and we think we beat Bootle six three. It was myself and uh, like the Dutch uncles lot, and they were chanting the Hummus and Quinoa in the um, in the dressing room at the end, and they all came over and gave us a hug. All Since the players. When Matty K came over, I got a, a wonderful hug off Matty K at the end of that. He scored a goal right at the very end, yeah, right? He did, yeah. I remember. Yeah, what a brilliant game! Yeah. That, that was a really heartwarming moment. I got a really nice hug off. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to sponsor. Um, Matty a lot so like every year he was a bit of a hero I think for a lot of West fans yeah he's one of mine and um, just to bring back the Steffi reference like she was uh, she was in tears at the end of the game just yeah. like have how how touched we all were so that's um, yeah that was the year that we uh, we won 7-2 there it's when 
Ben Woods hat trick. Ben Woods hat trick. Um, other games. What a game. Other games that uh, that weekend, or this weekend rather, that uh, will affect West. Uh, on Friday night, Oswestry are playing Barson. Oswestry are third, so uh, from a West point of view, we could deal, deal with them dropping points. Mm. They dropped points against Main Road earlier this week, just as we dropped points, which we'll move on to in a moment. Uh, and uh, top top of the table, uh, Vauxhall Motors are away at Wivenshaw Town, who are eighth. So it's probably too early in the season to be saying we want one or the other to win. But Vauxhall Motors have been by a lot of approximations, probably the strongest team in the division so far. Well, I say a lot of approximations at the top of the league, so they have been the strongest. Uh, and the big game that affects us is third, Stone Old Alanians, who are one place above us, versus Abbey Hay, who are one place below us in fifth. Um, ideally, we're probably hoping for a draw there. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's it really for the preview, because Camelard will have changed a lot since two years ago when we saw them because they've been relegated since and probably had a lot of upheaval they've got two very uh, well they've got one very strong striker another one who's also banging the goals in uh, they score a lot so they've scored 24 this season but they also let in a lot so it's due to be a action packed game an action packed game uh, but just given I listened back to uh, Tuesday night's podcast uh, and it was fairly downbeat uh, Amy you were there uh, you gave your uh, reflections on it, um, but just to, um, I was going to say to draw a line under that, but to, yeah, to put in a bit more context, how do you feel about Tuesday's game now you've got a bit of a, a bit of distance from it? Yeah, a lot better. And I think I felt like a bit on my own on Tuesday because I didn't think it was it was that bad. I mean, the first half for me wasn't great. Um, apart from the first, what, 90 seconds, that absolute scream of a goal was brilliant. And I think because we were, we were stood right behind the net, it, it was just, <laughs> it was like a foot away. So it was like so atmospheric and so electric, like I said, but then it just dropped off after that. And I mean, the conditions were awful. The pitch was like, like soaking wet through. Obviously it was on a, a bit of a slant. Um, but then I think after the first half, when it kind of petered out again, a, a petered out a bit yeah. I think the second half was brilliant it was electric so much of the play was at New Mills's goal I think um defense wise we could have been tighter but I think attacking wise we were brilliant there were chances um I think I think the benefit of hindsight and I think the benefit well I think the fact that um this is the first time we dropped to drop we've not won and I think that's no it's, it's certainly not Amy no no this season no we've we've we we lost on Saturday. Oh right, well, yeah. It's the first it's well, first time that you've been there, it's and we've the first uh, time that I've yeah. been there. Therefore, that's only what counts, right? Yeah. Um, I think from such a strong pre-season and such a strong start to the season, it is going to sting, isn't it? When um, we we don't get those three points, and I think maybe that that was the case on Tuesday. It was just a bit you know difficult to see, and especially I well I didn't see the penalty because I was at the bar, but. Um, the penalty was quite well, soft. I think you've probably missed the because um, I have to say, having listened to the podcast, I'd completely forgot about it because I'd been uh, it'd been overshadowed by the goal. But literally a minute before uh, the penalty decision, uh, James Cotty managed to intercept the yeah, ball yeah. and uh, and hit the post, which would have seen us go four yeah. two up. It'd been an unassailable lead, and would have been leaving there if it was like an inch two over. It would have been leaving there like we're absolutely great. We're we're going to win this league instead. Uh, we're coming out thinking, 
Oh, oh God. No, was it a penalty? Was it a cast iron kind of? Uh, I've I've heard I've heard mixed. I I didn't see it myself because. Uh, I said in the in the reaction podcast, I was stroking a dog at the time. <laughs> of course, it's always a heartbreak when you concede a last minute goal, even yeah. more so when it's a penalty, even yeah. more so when it's a a dodgy penalty. I mean, it might not have been. It might have been. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you can't really. Well, Brad Brad Cook was saying that it's um that their manager was saying it was never was, but oh, I've really? also we've also had like members of our sport saying. We saw we saw like a tug, so right. Okay, so like a shirt pull kind of thing. Yeah, one of those things where the ref might have missed it on another day, yeah. caught it this time. Yeah, it's always uh, very disappointing. You always come away from those situations feeling completely like you've lost, as opposed to you've got a draw. Yeah. You know, a win is now one point, and it's it's not fun for anybody. And I can understand why people would be really disappointed, but yeah. it does sound like that away from home they've still created chances yeah, and scored I d- goals. I don't think that the, there's a massive amount to be disappointed about. I think it's quite balanced. I think there's there's a lot of but God, so much positive playing there, and so many yeah good chances. I, yeah, I just think that um, yeah, I think next time, and I think that yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that, but you know what I mean. It's okay. Um, <laughs> something to build on. Trails on. Exactly, completely. Couldn't have said it better. That's the same thing about everything in this uh, in this league. You know, we've dropped down the league. We've, we've had a really good year, uh, summer recruiting, good management team in that everybody seems on board with and everyone seems to like. There's a real positive awe around the club. People are expecting us to do well and to win each week. Yeah. And when you don't, then, yeah, it's going to be a little bit disappointing, but you just got to look forward to the next game. Because there's every chance that this is going to be a really strong West team that does really good for us. But I, I was going to bring it on to you yourself, Michael, because uh, as much as I've made jokes about it before, that, uh, about you being a Rotherham fan yes. and being very much used to being League One being your level is my uh, recurring joke about it. I'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll leave you come back for a moment so I'll give you the, the mic back to you. Uh-huh. But... Rotherham are a yo-yo side between mm-hmm. League One and the Championship. Yep. You're too good for League One. Probably not quite good enough for the championship, but it means that you've got a lot of experience of both relegation, which West experienced last season, and also rebuilding and coming back up. So at the minute, West, uh, we've played nine, 20 points uh, in fourth. We've, the game, the game, well, I've seen is we looked good in most games. We've dropped a few points, unfortunately. uh, And against Stone Old Alanians, we deserve to get beat. So there's only one game really been outclassed. You've seen less of it than than myself, but yeah. um, from your point of view, as somebody who has followed a lot of relegations and also mm. uh, just as many promotions, uh, how do you think we look going uh, going for promotion? I think we were really strong this year. I mean, I've been to, I want to say all of the home games. I might have missed one. Yeah, uh, I've been to uh, one away as well. Um, so yeah, you've seen a lot more than I have. But what I've seen is a team that looks like it can can compete against anyone and get a result. Yeah. And that's exactly where I kind of figured we'd be. Now, as far as like my experience of watching Rotherham United goes, it is quite permanent. I wouldn't necessarily say that West were never good enough for the league above. No, no. I think going down last year was a real heartbreak because we'd established ourselves as such a mainstay in that Premier League. Well, just just to cut you off, like, it's, that's, that's more akin to like, myself as also being a Leeds fan, where it looks like when Leeds went down from the Championship, like every side that season thinking, we got to go up. And then we got relegated, and it was just like, where, where's that come from? Well, I was going to bring your dual loyalties into it as well. <laughs> but um, as far as like, Rotherham United are concerned, yes, definitely uh, the last 
10 to nearly 20 years has seen us go up and down between yeah. uh, League One and Championship. You know, we had a slight dalliance with League Two, but, you know, we, uh, <laughs> these things happen in football, don't they? Every time we got to the Championship, we're going to play much stronger teams. Um, so, yeah, knowing the euphoria that you get from going up out of any league yeah. is is wonderful. And if it happens to West again this year, it would be brilliant, just like it was last time, because we remember when West went up into the Premier Division mm. and people will regale stories about that yeah. for years to come. It'll be the same if it happens again this year. Now, I said, I think that this West team would not be going down from the league above if it mm. was in it. Uh, last year, obviously, we struggled, but we hadn't struggled for years before that. Like, yeah. Was it three years uh, well, well, we we struggled a bit the season before that's because we had an enormous bad patch. So, like, we had we had like um, a little bit of danger, but it was more like um, like we had such a good start that it just seemed like we could lose forever and not go down. And then it got to like eight games ago to the end of the season, like oh god, like this could actually happen. And then like the players like panic sitting, like they they pulled it around and, yeah. and they got results and we stayed up. But you're right; it was the year before where we had our highest ever finish last year. Uh, the year before that wasn't. Quite yeah. so good, but it was still felt like a comfortable side in that league. Mm. Last year was kind of a bit of a shock to the system for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Because even until the last two games, it still looked like they were going to pull it out of the bag somehow. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, that it didn't work out that way. Yeah. And we got to see them go down. In fact, at that West game, when we went down, Rotherham United went down that day as well. Yeah. So oh, it was God. a bit of a terrible day all around <laughs> for, for one of us, at least. But, you know... It, that's football. You go up, you go down sometimes, that's it. We want to be competing towards the top end of the league above. And yeah. we have the infrastructure in place. We have a fan base in place. We have people backing us yeah. and a good management team and good squad. And I don't see any reason why this year we can't push that promotion and then steady ourselves and maybe even look to go higher yeah. after that. Mm. I really don't see why that's not the case. No, I'd completely agree. And just um, we'll end this part in a moment because we're going to ask uh, mm-hmm. Michael Coates some uh, more questions about his uh, his West life, so to speak. But uh, you mentioned about that last game of the season where we got relegated. Mm. I, I was, just to bring it back to myself, as I always do, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember going into that day and being like really worried about like getting relegated and like what it'd feel like because I've experienced it as a Leeds fan. It's been like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But I remember like us going, went one down in 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And just being like surrounded by all my friends and like all the people I've watched West with, all the people I've got to know through West. And there just being like a resignation. Like it was Duncan, our friend Duncan from Dutch Uncles, who said, like, I think we've either one or two down at that point. It's like, don't, don't matter. Like nobody comes here for the level of football. Everybody comes here for. Um, for the uh, camaraderie, which was true last season, but we've also got people coming down this year because we're winning. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, um, it's always nice to see a team that you like do well, and no yeah. one likes to see them do badly either. You know, um, so while the camaraderie and the friendship and the great social attitude that the club has, not just towards the community but the wider community and, yeah. and everybody that comes down. Um, you know that's all incredibly important, and that's the only reason why I enjoy going. Da- that's the main reason yeah. why I go- enjoy going down every week. But you still want to, you know, see them progress. You want to see those players that give so much effort every week, and they yeah. do. You want to see them have success, uh, and you want to clap them off the pitch, and you want to not only do that because you've been kind yeah. uh, as a fan, but you want them to feel pride in what they do, yeah. um, and feel like they've achieved. And I think this year we've seen it more and more that they're feeling pride in what we're achieving because they're playing so well mm. and getting mostly 
good results so far. Yeah, and like so, just to wrap it up, like yeah, last season, like we'd be going, I'd be going to Camel Road away with a sense of resignation. It's like going because I love the team. Mm-hmm. Hopeful next summer, whereas tomorrow I'm going and being like. Yeah, like it might actually be a nice day out with myself and Amy. Well, actually, this will tie it all in. So uh, tomorrow <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to Camel Laird, which is the entire point of this Saturday. preview. Saturday. Oh God, it's not Friday, is it? When is this released? We have this conversation <laughs> before about. Yeah, yeah, I've lost track of days. So on Saturday we're going to Camel Laird. Uh, the there isn't going to be any kind of supporters coach, but. Uh, myself and Amy are going over. We're going to spend the morning in Liverpool. Probably going to the Tate, seeing. Uh, seeing wow. friends and loved ones uh but if you want to go there yourself uh it's quite easy because you get the you get the train from uh one of the Manchester stations into Liverpool Lime Street and then it's just a quick change to uh to Rock Ferry which goes underneath it's, it's in Birkenhead I think from Manchester to the stadium I think it's probably about say door-to-door but from uh, from the train station to the ground it's probably an hour, about an hour and a half uh, i think a couple of west fans are planning on doing it uh, there will be as usual a post-match reaction podcast um so yes you got that to look forward to but you've also got part two to look forward to where we're going to be interviewing michael uh after a few after a few beeps we'll uh we'll be back thank you for listening so far cheers Hello there, welcome to part two of tonight's West Isbury and Charlton podcast. So, me, Amy Durant, I am going to be presenting uh, part two. Uh, just to recap, we've got Matthew here. Amy, the people have, people no, have been No, let's just one. do a recap, it's polite. Uh, it's Matthew Durant. Oh. And our special guest this evening, the lovely Michael Coates. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Smooth, smooth. Okay, so part two. Uh, this is going to be a little bit question and answer with yourself, Michael. Um, so, can you give us a bit of background to your history with West? Um, when was the first time that you started coming? This is, uh, I was trying to think of this in between, while well, we're having a little drinks break in between recording sessions. I think Matthew might actually remember better than I do. Uh, but it was probably, I think I started going properly the year after we went up. I think I'd been to one or two the year before, but I think it was after a big promotion season because people were telling me about how there was not very many people there and it was a big deal for them. Um, and I know I'd been down once or twice before, but I'd not, I didn't know Matthew at the time. I didn't know anybody mm. at the time. Um, it was, so maybe it was just started going regularly just after we'd been promoted. Does that make sense? About three years ago? Uh, it's probably more like four years ago. Four cause years ago. I think it's um, Pete Jones and James Wilkinson and Musco uh, went down to the actual promotion game and then I started going down literally the year afterwards. I'd, I've never experienced any joy with West. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so we probably started going down that season. I'm not sure if you'd been down before. I, I had, yeah. Um, but yeah. I had briefly, yeah. Um, so I, I was aware of the club and... Uh, you know where it was. I lived in Shorten for quite a long time, for about twelve, thirteen years. Um, so I, I had like kind of wandered down every now and again, but not taking it seriously at all. Uh, but then a, a bunch of people that I knew uh, really got into it quite quickly, mm. and we started becoming regular fixtures down there. So yeah, I guess four years sounds about right. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't remember my first West game, but I was wondering no. if you. Uh, well, so if we if we were to change that for your first uh, your first proper uh, your first proper West memory, what's uh, 
first proper West memory. There's so many. They all kind of they all feel very sort of similar. Um, in that you go down there and you meet with friends and you hopefully see a good game of football and have a couple of drinks with them. So like trying to differentiate, but the, or at least trying to figure out like the best memory is difficult because there's been so many good ones. Uh, we were talking earlier about when we went away at Bootle and won yeah. at the end of the season and what a big game that was. That's one of my favourites because you know I got a hug from <laughs> Mike K. That was that was mega. There's a little video of that on somewhere. I cherish it. Um, <laughs> I really do. You know, it was great. But there's been so many instances like that. Like the uh, the game against Dunnington. What was it? 15-1? It was. 15-1. Like, sometimes I forget how many goals they scored that day. But I'm also not the kind of person that thinks it's good to, like, let them, let them off a little bit now. They've had enough. <laughs> and, like, get as many goals as you can. Keep going. Don't let up. I don't know why I feel like that. But I just, like, let's see how far we can take this. <laughs> and it turned out to be, is that a vast record? Uh, yeah, it's like the, the highest score that anybody's ever got in the wow, FA Wow, is yeah, it? It is, yeah, yeah. And that for me is really like something that I quite enjoy for some yeah. horrible reason probably, I guess. But I'm like, let's see if we can get that record. I want that record. Well, to, to give it a bit of context, I think, uh, context, I think Dinnington folded shortly afterwards and they were playing, it turned out, pretty much their under-18 side. Right. But... Regardless, we've got a record. Yeah, well, make me look bad. <laughs> but it was a it was a very surreal moment. I've never seen because I hold West up to quite a high standard. Mm. I think any game that we play, some people are like, oh, what kind of league is that? What is that non-league? I don't understand. I'm like, it's tier nine or ten football. It's a good standard. These aren't bad players. They they play good football, uh, and to go there and see them. Like absolutely annihilate someone was kind of remarkable in mm. many ways, even if it was a junior side. And, and, <laughs> and now I feel just dreadful about it. But honestly, Michael, I've I've known about this for years, and I still take great glory <laughs> in the fact that we battered him. Uh, yeah. It's it's a, it's a record. People have, well, people have tried taking it away from us, but they've not taken it off us yet. <laughs> they can't. That's ours now. That's all ours. That, so that was a big one as well. Um, you know that comeback. Uh, not last year, but the year before, when we did look like we were kind of ebbing towards the wrong end of the table for quite a while, and then mm. we pulled it back. All those games towards the end of the season where we got yeah. those results were all magic. And that's exactly what kind of led me to believe last year we'd do the same, but we couldn't quite last year. Couldn't quite. Couldn't quite. Um, I just love hearing about your passion. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we, we watch a lot of games together, we, we stand together, and I, I love watching that. Um, and for the people that don't, know you very well mm-hmm. you spent quite a lot of time is it two or three years ago now it was well i guess it was three years ago now i went to america wow. for a year yeah so you were in la for a year um move at work uh and you obviously you, you still followed west mm-hmm. where you could social media like can you tell us a bit about that and about how i don't know you must have felt obviously distanced physically but did that impact on your 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 passion for the club? Absolutely not. No. Um, in fact, we got the the flags that Matthew made up, the uh, the bands with the West flag in the middle that was hanging above my bed. Oh. <laughs> it was. was it? I it was. Know yeah, that. I've got a picture. I'll show you later. Oh, um, it doesn't diminish your appreciation of the club. It just means you have to deal with it in a different way. So it's the same with Rotherham United. Now, fortunately. At that point, there's like online videos you can watch uh, the game. But as far as West is concerned, it's a matter of following it on social media. So you wake up early Saturday morning, 8 or 9 a.m., 
very early because um, you're out there, different time zone, and and you follow it and you follow those updates that come every minute. So I see it now. Like if I don't get to go to a West game, I'll be able to check the social media, and it's exactly the same really for me. If I go, if I'm away, if I'm watching Rotherham or something, um, I'll still be checking that Twitter feed. Fifteen minutes gone, goal West. Ashwoods again, like, <laughs> you know, like, and, and you follow it all the way through, and at the end of it, you, you rely on those updates because it's not going to be on a BBC site, it's not going to be on Flash yeah. Scores, it's not going to be on anything like that. You need people in the club who care to help you through those those times. And when I was out in LA, um, there was a lot of like disconnect in my life, disconnect from your family, from yeah. your friends, from your social life, mm. all of this. And not least of that was disconnect from going down to West and enjoying being amongst people and enjoying seeing good games and winning, you know, football matches. That's tough, but it was helped by knowing that I had people I could count on back home Yeah. to, to help you through it, to yeah. to keep you up to speed with things. And Western social media and the the way you handle the news and the website um, and Facebook and Twitter and all those kind of things, and Instagram especially these days you know it really helps keep that bond close by to anybody who's not around to experience it it's mm. a really important thing that should never go underappreciated i don't think <laughs> oh thank you mate thank you um but just from um you might not have properly have the the memories of it and sorry to override your uh oh, you're your, fine. Your thing. but worry. just um before we move on to one one last question or one last uh, point of discussion um what was it like going away and then coming back? Um, how was the... Cause I remember you going away and obviously I remember you coming back because we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're close friends. Uh, so what was it like coming back to Chawson and coming back to Westside? How did that feel, the first game back or the the first couple of games back rather? Well, broadly, Chawson has always felt like home for a very long time for me. It's the first place ever in my life that I've been able to surround myself with people that I like and friends Um that I knew even before I moved to Manchester, uh, and have a really close-knit relationship with people, but I could just walk down the street to the pub. So coming back to Chorlton was really quite straightforward to me. It felt like slipping into an old pair of boots. And I'd say it's exactly the same with West, too, going back onto the terrace. You know, you just... It feels like you've never gone away. Mm. So even if you spend almost a year out of the country trying to get on with your life in other ways. There's always little reminders everywhere. You always want to know what's happening with your friends back home, with the club back home, you know. And and as a result, you come back and it's it just felt normal and, and, and regular, you know, mm. the thing to be done. Um, and I got right back into it straight away, I think. Um, and just, uh, sorry, Amy, I'm, I'm overriding you here. Yeah, uh, i just got to talk about um, the fact that you're, um, you're a... You're, you you own your own record label, That's right. um, and obviously music's also a music and football are big parts of your uh, your personality of uh, of your interests. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the intersection between music and football? Because I knew growing up uh, myself, I felt them as very disparate, whereas I feel they're a little bit more connected now. Um, and yeah, like it's still something that I struggle to piece together because I'd love to do more music stuff at West, but it's yeah. hard to connect that so like how do you um how do you uh reconcile those two parts of your personality how that how's that for you interesting that's a, i think it's a really really interesting topic because you were saying that you feel like nowadays it has more of a connection than it used mm. to when you're younger but there's a few years between us matthew and i forget that sometimes but there, there really is um so i'm 37 years old so i was around when uh, i was a 15 
16 year old teenager when the um, Britpop thing was around and there was a big wad kind of culture with that and as a result that meant football intertwined music quite substantially when I was about that yeah. age um, it was Euro 96 was huge Robbie Williams and 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 you know was a, a big football fan in heavily involved in music and he was a big pop culture icon and probably yeah. still is um, you know but he wasn't the only one um, and I think throughout my life you've always found um like some people who are overtly football fans within the music industry, like Kaiser Chiefs are obviously Leeds United fans, and you know that. Yeah. Like everybody should probably understand because they don't shy away from that. Um, so it does happen sometimes with bands that I might consider more like laddie, I guess. Mm. Um, but what I have noticed getting to know a lot of bands over the years is that most of them are football fans but don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that was my. Uh, that was like my like rather than it being like the lad bands, it's more like the the cool bands who are just like I always thought that they have no no interest in football whatsoever. The, the chances are that they they probably do, or at least in my experience, they tend to mm. be football fans. They just uh, the culture around football uh, can be very difficult to um, how best to describe it. There's a, there's a, there is a toxic culture that surrounds football a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so often I go... More so when I go and watch Roman United, I feel sometimes ashamed to be there. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say that. I look at a lot of people that I sit with week in, week out, and I am not interested in what they have to say on a wide range of topics. Now, I don't get that at West, which is one of the main reasons why I enjoy mm. it so much. It has a very welcoming atmosphere uh, to all different kinds of people no matter what they um what they think or what they believe or, or how they present like you can probably speak speak to this as well i mean like um the yeah 100 percent. yeah de- definitely definitely i mean um i'm a bit different to you guys because football is never really a massive part when i was growing up and i follow arsenal i would never say that i was a fan because my following could be very erratic mm-hmm. one season i'm really into it the next season i'm not not at the moment because consumed by less i quite quite like that um yeah so there's never been that kind of like marrying up of those two sides um with what you were saying before um with the toxicity surrounding that yeah definitely i've i've you know um worked in places and tried to get in with the with the football chat on a Monday morning and then being being dismissed and that and I've, I've never had anything oh my god anything from other fans at a West game that's been any short of I like inclusivity apart from Tuesday evening wow. but that wasn't that wasn't a West fan yeah, well, just to give this a little bit of context, um, and I'll speak um, probably as an official of the club here, but it was just, um, it, was, it wasn't overt sexism, oh. it was everyday sexism, which is just um, a, a symptom of well, society, really. But it's when we were, um, we were entering the ground and somebody asked, uh, asked Amy uh, if she was coming because she was uh, the girlfriend of one of the players. And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm a West fan. Right. It's, like, it's just like... Which is, it's something like trying to spark conversation rather than being like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't out of an aggression yeah. at all. And also, that's the first time that I've ever experienced it, like, 
Eno going as a West fan. That's the yeah. first time. But it, it doesn't it doesn't lessen the no, it doesn't it doesn't lessen your experience of it. But it was somebody it wasn't somebody going what are you doing here. It's them going what are you doing here. I like, just no, like no, not at all. And I think I think I think it you know it's worth pointing out because it is the first time that that I've experienced that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if I um, did go and see Arsenal more, if I did go and see other Premiership teams more, where you're saying that toxicity is more prevalent, maybe I would have experienced it more. But this is the first time in in four nearly five years that that, that this has happened. And you know, like I think that's a good good thing, it really. Uh, well, we'll uh, like we're. Um, I'm quite conscious of the fact that we've had as guests pretty much exclusively white men like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll get to try and get. We've uh, got plans. We've got plans to do that definitely. Yeah, to get we, a, yeah. a wider range of voices Completely. on. Um, so we can have a full discussion about that rather than it being ourselves, uh, myself and Michael, pontificating about it whilst you're here. Um, so yeah. Um, not to uh, put all in on that too soon, but we can have no, a wider. Not, no, not at all, not at all. And it's mine. You don't know, yeah, but it's my intention to, you know, to to make it, um, as to to make the podcast as uh, representative of the of the people that enjoy football and the people that enjoy West. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll have a wide discussion on that. Um, we'll have. Uh, did, there was uh, one question on Twitter. It was worth Ooh. worth bringing up. It was uh, by Damo D, and he was asking. Uh, what's the uh, what's the worst chant that any West fans have tried getting going? What's the worst chant? The worst chant. Um, I've, we've had some. I've I know that I've tried. I, I've repeatedly tried getting. Um, well, when we had Nick Evangelinos, uh, it's myself and Duncan who I think penned this. Where it's a uh, uh, Angels by Robbie Williams <laughs> to uh, to uh, Evangelinos is great and through it all. Yeah. Um, that was probably high, yeah it does we can't we can't carry it off I think that's probably my worst one have you have you got one Amy I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head they've all been that's great that's okay the well the problem is if it's really bad it tanks after one try and you never hear yeah, it again it. so you you're know, not going to yeah, remember unfortunately remember but I've been a few I've heard a few terrible efforts but you know the ones that stick in the memory are the good ones yeah I did want to mention one other thing about the previous topic go on if we can just that um, you know like as far as getting people that aren't necessarily football minded down to West is actually like a really important part of a club Yeah. because the community aspect of it and the social aspect of it is also important. And a lot of people who might enjoy a game of football but might be put off by the fact that football has a reputation for having a lot of mm. not-so-nice people necessarily associated with it. Um, if anybody listens um, and is yet to maybe want to come down or is unsure then West is not really like that. It's a, it's a much better, more inclusive environment. It's really nice. I don't like going back home to watch Rotherham United anymore because I don't like the attitude that's on yeah. display all the time. I'm being very serious. I have a season ticket holder and I maybe go seven or eight times a year yeah. because I just don't find as much enjoyment in it as I do going down to West because the atmosphere around the club is much better for that. So I try and get people to come down and be like, oh, I don't really like football. It's like, well, come down anyway. Yeah. You'll hopefully meet some nice people and have a nice day. And every now and again, someone comes down and they do. And I think that's really important to, to emphasise. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I don't think there's any final note to end the podcast on. Um, well, thank you very much for uh, for your company this evening. Amy, thank you very much. Uh, well, I should also note that Amy made uh, made burgers for tea, handmade burgers, which uh, which uh, Michael gave very reviews. So um, I can't let that go without. But um, yeah, thank you very much for your company, Amy. Thank you very much for being a guest once again. Have you got any final comments? My pleasure. And I like that I started this section holding the mic. And <laughs> as if by magic, you've got it again. But this is why that's, that's, you're a wonderful host. Well, that's it's the patriarchy, Amy, and that's why we need to smash it. Smash because it even even people like myself, who I don't especially. think, must, uh, especially I don't think of myself as being woke, and yet I'm still holding that mic. I'm still terrible. Uh, and obviously, Michael, thank you very much for your. Uh, uh, truly, uh, your, your words have been wonderful. You've been an incredible host, uh, incredible host, been Whoa. an incredible guest. Um, yes, and um, you're not at the game on Saturday, but we'll uh, we'll see you down at Brookvale Road again soon. Uh, have you got any final comments? I'll be there at the next game. Yeah. I'll be cheering the lads on, and I'm confident that they'll do us all proud, like they always do. Well, thank you very much, and as always, come on West. Come on West. Hello and welcome to the West Edge and Chorlton podcast. We're uh, we're one minute removed from uh, the full time whistle. Uh, away at Camelwood, where West have won two one away. Uh, a game that was probably I was saying at half time when it was one all. It's probably a a nil nil game then. It's probably a one nil game to West. Uh, but I'm here with Rob Lee. Uh, we'll get your reaction. So I think we've got a couple of lifts home, and uh, we'll be quite quick about this. But uh, so, how was that game for you? Um, not great to watch, but it's a really important win. I think after the last two games, just getting any sort of win was most important. Um, really scrappy game, service didn't help. And I think one moment of quality in the entire game, which is the second goal, Lee Grimshaw's goal, has sealed the win. And it's a, it's a really, really big win. So we'll, we'll walk through the goals as we always do. So the first goal was... Uh, well, the, the, lads, the lads coming over now uh, and being clapped off by the travelling support because, which deservedly, because it was uh, a result where they had to uh, they had to dig in. Yeah. Really difficult result to get, but uh, so the first goal was West had been probably in the ascendancy for the first twenty minutes, and then uh, there was a long ball forward which the defence didn't deal with, and AJ came out and the pitch which was uh, in cricket parlance was dead, like. Kind of, kind of pitch where Steve Smith could have batted for an entire month and not got out. So, like the bounce, uh, the bounce uh, did uh, AJ. But how was that? F- how was that first goal for you? Um, well, the shades of the penalty from Tuesday night. The long balls been allowed to bounce, mm. um, and AJ's come out. And I wouldn't really blame blame AJ. He was put in a sort of impossible position. <laughs> their their strikers got to it first and put it in the empty net. Yeah. Um, uh, the West goal was equally ridiculous. Yeah. And it was uh, Ben Steer who, uh, down the left, tried to cross in, deflected, and like a catalogue of errors for, um, from Camel Laird in the deflection, uh, followed by uh, their keeper palming it into the roof of the net. Well, yeah, and we can't see if it was going in or not, so I'm not sure if it's a Steer's goal or an own goal, though I'm sure Ben will claim it. Yeah. But it came at a really good time, like seven minutes to our time, where it didn't look as if it was going to happen for us yeah. in the first half. So it was almost a bonus goal to go in at our time. Yeah, like it was that, is that, like, so we hadn't, outside of the first 20 minutes, it hadn't looked like we were, uh, we were going to get anything. Uh, in the same way that before their goal, they didn't, they didn't look like they, they were getting anything, so it was too 
two goals where it's a gift to each side. So as I say, it looks like it was going to be. It should have been a nil-nil game at half time. Uh, aside from two, give, uh, two gifts from both defences, uh, but the second half is a lot different. Uh, give a, a little brief of that before we uh, before we move on. I think West were the much the better team in the second half. Really, really um, improved after the break. Um, had a few half chances before the goal. The goal was fantastic. Great play from James Cotty and Matty Boland to set Lee Grimshaw free, and his finish was unerring into the bottom corner. Well, it's very much if you've seen the Harry Kane goal where he's falling down, where uh, Grimshaw looks like he might not be able to get onto it, which, uh, yeah, he just uh, managed to poke it past the keeper. And uh, after that as well, there were a couple of chances where West could have could nicked it, but it was game. You talk about like half chances, full chances, whatever. The so, like, if you were doing this on XG, it would have been very low because there were very few chances. Um, well, the second half it was quite an intense game, but we managed to—I think we managed to control the second half. Yeah. Um, there's a few tackles towards the end. These started to get a bit heated, but we kept our heads, which is good to see. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's much needed when um, we'll probably well. It, There'll probably be something on the website about it, but um, we've had a sweet through today. And it's rumoured before we got that through that uh, the assistant manager, Warren Jones, has left. I can't really speak to that because it's, um, I've no idea. So we'll probably put something out on the website. But just to to kind of put a, a lid on our, uh, I was going to say our league crisis, but what could have been a league crisis given we're not playing for another, not playing the league for another three weeks yeah. to finish September with a win. Yeah. Uh, is incredible, um, but yeah. Uh, given we're all we're all getting left home, I think everybody's looking at leaving. Uh, I think Rob McKay's going to be doing an interview with Brad Cook after this. But just get your uh, your final thoughts on that uh, on that game. Final thought: special mention to Lee Grimshaw. He was absolutely fantastic today. Man of the match by my in my opinion. Yeah, he looked dangerous every time we got the ball. Um, really strong. He's the one player that consistently put their uh, their defence on the back foot and won us won us yards and also uh yeah earned us chances. I'd completely agree with that. But yes, uh, thank you very much for uh, for your uh, your impact on the podcast and also for uh, I was gonna say for suffering through this. It was just it's more suffering like if we'd have won the last two games it wouldn't have been an issue we'd have uh, it was more just we just need to win this more than anything. Yeah. Well, that's true. We said, said at the start of the podcast that it was a game you just needed to win. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter what yeah. the scoreline was. Just get a win. I, say, I wouldn't, wouldn't say we, there was no crisis, but this sort of draws a line under the last two games, I think. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so next up, we've got a uh, we've got uh, Brad Cook speaking to Rob McKay, I believe. And after that, we'll probably have like the uh, the car podcast bit like the third part where it'll be the the debrief from fans uh on the way home but thank you for listening and enjoy part two cheers yeah certainly